It's time to clip your last good piece and dig in because the runout starts now. Today's show is brought to you by Outdoor Research. Outdoor Research invites you to check out the new Refuge Hybrid Hooded Jacket and the legendary Ascendant Hoodie. Yes, legendary. Through Outdoor Research's clever use of quantum multiverse theory, both the Refuge and the Ascendant are simultaneously the ultimate mid-layer jacket. Yes, your mind just got blown. The Refuge is slim cut and ready for action and movement on cold days, while the Ascendant is ready for pretty much everything in this universe and the one that popped into existence at the end of this sentence. They're lightweight and perfect for stashing in the pack against that inviting t-shirt morning that turns into a grueling mess by afternoon. So don't limit yourself to one universe. Branch into infinity at OutdoorResearch.com or your favorite local shop. Outdoor Research is a proud, if sometimes slightly confused, sponsor of the Runout Podcast. For unknown cosmological reasons, the Supertopo Forum became one of the most popular and prolific forums in climbing. When people spoke about Supertopo, they typically meant the forum, not the guidebooks, as good as they are. Here on the forum, which came to be called Super Taco, or just the Taco, climbers of all stripes and pedigrees could rub virtual elbows with climbing luminaries like Jim Danini, John Long, and Royal Robbins, all while debating issues and sharing opinions and stories. The Super Topo community was decidedly California-centric and skewing to a generation of climbers who came of age when the Stone Masters were at the height of their powers. Over the past 18 years, the Supertopo Forum produced over 2 million posts that covered a range of topics. At its worst, Supertopo was a place to engage in circular debates about religion and politics, and even slander individuals, myself included. At its best, Supertopo was a record of important climbing history that may have otherwise been lost or forgotten. As of June 1st, 2019, the Supertopo Forum will become an online museum, closed for new business, but preserved in the online ether as a point of reference for nearly two decades of climbing discussion and debate. This is Andrew Bisharat. I'm here with Chris Kalous, and you're listening to The Runout. Today, we're speaking to our good mutual friend, Chris McNamara, co-founder of Supertopo, about why he decided to shut the taco down now and what it means for the future of online climbing discussion. Okay, so as we were talking about, you know, Super Topo today and getting into this episode, and I, I was just thinking back on my start as a writer in the climbing world, and, that, and it really links back to this era of time when, you know, forums were this new thing in climbing, like the internet was this new thing. And, and I spent a lot of time just like writing bullshit on, on climbing forums and, you know, so the news, you know, the hook on this episode is, you know, we're here with uh, Chris McNamara, uh, co-founder of Supertopo, and, and it's 2019 and Supertopo is on its way out. So it's an interesting bookend, or I, I, I don't know, I think that I'm just interested to see where this conversation goes, because I'm scratching my head about how what to make of, you know, the, this idea that the forums, which are such a formative part of 
you know, my own career and, and just experience as a climber and, and writing about climbing. And now it's all coming to an end. So, I don't know what that means, but... Well, I mean, I, I don't have such a, such a meaningful sort of connection to these, these forums. And in fact, actually, Super Topo has never been one that I kind of hung out on very much. For whatever reason, I picked up on the Mountain Project end of things. And uh, there was a time when I was extremely into like being on there and, and putting my two cents into all these conversations. But and just at this point, I don't know, it ha- it's been a few years since I've been really doggedly, you know, active on, on anything like that. And I think because of the podcasting, it's sort of pulled me away from that. And um, I don't know if they are a, a dying thing, but uh, but we're definitely here to talk to Chris about the end of Super Topo, which does feel like the end of an era. So welcome to the show, Chris. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it is the end of the Super Topo forum, but... Um, you know, the, the books are still there and, and we still have kind of the trip reports and the, the, the route beta. But the forum after 18 years, very sadly, just is going to go away. And I think less than 48 hours here. Less than 40 hours. I, <laughs> oh, that's right. It's the first, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, was there and a, think- a momentous reason for picking the first or you're just like, yeah, that's that's a good day? It just had to happen and, and that just seemed like, you know, it's going to be hard and difficult no matter what. So, we just had to kind of just choose a time far enough out there that, you know, give people some time, but, it, you know, it just it, it just had to happen. We are keeping the, um, all the text will live on after the first, but the images um, on the forum will be no longer there. So, Chris... Uh- you know, I guess uh, let's just cut right to the chase. Like, what took you so long to shut this thing down? Well, so... Um, and that was a, that was a was... joke, basically. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've mean, was... done, done a tremendous job of, like, bringing a lot of, you know, the community together. And it's been a valuable resource, but it's also had its... It's devolved into you know, politics and name calling and, and all the usual stuff that you see online. But the, the sincere part of that question is, you know, what, why now? Well, um, it reminds me when I was talking to you, Chris, for the Enormo cast, and um, you were kind of going like, wait a minute, uh, this doesn't make money. Like, and I was like, no, this does not make money. And and I, I wasn't sure if you believed me at the time. And I don't think a lot of people believe me. But for more or less 18 years, this has always been just public service, really. It's a money loser. But we felt that it had so much great stuff on there that it was worth taking all the time to go through the negative stuff, the stuff that you know shouldn't be really anywhere on the internet that was really bad. And then there was all that kind of gray area stuff where you're like, man, we're allowing free speech, but man, there's some really not nice things being said. But in the end, we were like, this is a service to the community. We feel like there's so many great things on it and we can get into that, that it's worth keeping it going. And, and you know, we didn't have really any plans to do anything other than keep it going until we got this threatened with this lawsuit relative to copyright infringement from a user uploaded image. And we realized, oh my gosh, this is now going from just a money loser to this could become just an endless battle. And, you know, unfortunately I can't go like into the details of that case because it's still ongoing, but suddenly all the math changed where 
There's a liability. We'd love to keep it going. We, we, we think that overall it had this great service to the community, but now it's just, you know, taking, taking literally all our time and, and taking a fair bit of money to, to keep it going. And we just, we just couldn't justify that anymore. So, you know, looking back on it, you've, you said it's been going for 18 years. Is that what you, that what you just said? Yeah. I would assume that, you know, it was started with not really thinking ahead about what kind of money it might make, not really wondering about how much it would cost to run it. But once it got going, that those sorts of calculations came into your head. But nevertheless, you guys kept it going. You know, you talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly just now. Talk a little bit about what the good parts are um, and, the, and the kind of stuff that made you guys think that, well, gosh, this, this is actually a service that, you know, we're willing to put a little bit of time and money into to keep going. I think the best stuff was the, um, the memorial threads. You know, the one that kind of really caught me was when Todd Skinner passed away and just got to see the outpouring of so many different people. I forget how many hundreds of posts that had, but it became kind of the one spot that, you know, had that not existed, I, 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 the Super Table Forum had not existed, I think it would have been a lot harder to kind of make those connections and celebrate Todd's life. So there was, you know, the memorial threads, and then there was just getting to kind of hang out with some of your um, heroes, you know, John Long was on there. John Gill, Royal Robbins. When Royal Robbins passed away, his daughter really became connected. So that those were kind of those unique things that the Super Topo Forum allowed, and and that were kind of the the magic of it. I think. You know, all those good things, I think, have always been there, and it's kind of like you know when I search for some information, I can find it on there, that sort of thing. But you know, in the last few years, I think you know a lot of the negatives have been highlighted on what goes on over there. And I think in some ways it's become a parody of itself, synonymous with like the crusty armchair chair climber. So as you and Randy saw that kind of stuff going on, I mean, were you ambivalent? Uh, did you, you know, were you shocked? Were, were you, you know, how did you sort of process uh, those forums and, and, and when they got nasty and things like that in your heads? Um, well, we definitely... I think at first we're shocked and then like anything, you get kind of more and more used to it um, personally, but then we had to think of it kind of as a whole, you know, is this a positive force in the climbing world? And um, so if we were to imagine like that, you know, a scale, it started out where it just seemed like on one side of the scale is just getting loaded up with positive stuff. And there was a couple negative elements on, on the other side and, for sure, over time, it felt like there was more and more negative stuff. And the the tricky thing with the internet is it gives this power for if, if you're one person and you really want to be heard, you can, um, you can post a lot, you can go and constantly create fake accounts. And, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do um, to, to really amplify the negative stuff. So I think right. overall, it was mostly positive. But it did seem like over time, there were some negative parts that started to get, you know, way heavier and heavier on kind of that whole balance. And ha as you've made this announcement, have, have people or anyone um, sort of reached out to you in terms of, of you know, wanting more information as to why or, or has there been any offers of 
I suppose, any any type of rescue for the thing. Um, well, yeah, no, there's been we were surprised how many people were, you know, just like, thank you. And kind of, um, you know, understood that this was a, a free service that we really had just intentions of supporting the climbing community, you know, through climbing beta and through connecting climbers and through raising money for nonprofits and, you know, positive stuff. And, um, you know, by far the majority of people felt that way. There was definitely some people, I mean, it wouldn't be the super topo forum if there weren't some conspiracy theories that there was something other than what I just described going on. So there was a couple of those and we just had to reiterate, like, I don't know what we can tell you, but it's pretty simple. It's, <laughs> this is the way it is. Right. Um, yeah, but that was, you know, that, that was a, a minor um, group and definitely some people reached out and said, can we make donations? Um, can we move this somewhere else? But it's complicated. I don't know, maybe one day after this, um, hopefully this whole legal thing is over, I'll be able to go into it more, but it's, it's complicated when you have 360,000 user uploaded images to, and then you have people coming at you for copyright stuff. It's, it's, it's really complicated to then try right. to like pass that off to someone else. Um, right. and, and, and all the like, um, kind of complexities that come with, come with hosting tons and tons of user comp content. Right. And so I, I was confused. We talked about this on the last show and Andrew brought up the fact that this was going to remain as a museum, uh, of sorts. And, and that is the case that this will still be a searchable database as far as the text is concerned. Um, so the comments and the stories and things like that will remain. Yeah. And, and is there a significant cost to having that out there to you guys? Not a big one because right. um, the hosting costs are really, you know, the big cost. Well, right. the big cost is really our time um, <laughs> trying to keep it all going. So that cost will go down. But um, and then the hosting costs will go down as well. So as long as it, you know, we don't discover something else that um, we get blindsided by like we were you know, a few months ago, you know, that's the, the plan is to, to keep that text there. Although right. now we're much more humbled about making predictions, you know, way into the future. Sure. Um, because we live in a, <laughs> a society with a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> Can you imagine that, that this would not have come to a head without this little knock on the door as it were? Um, or, or was this something that you were just increasingly, you know, getting frustrated in terms of the time that it was taking versus uh, not even income? Because I understand, you know, that, okay, if this doesn't generate income is one thing, but when you're being taken, your time is being taken away from other, uh, you know, places in which you can apply your energies, then that's also this, this incredible drain. So was this you know, the writing on the wall before the knock on the door, or, or do you think you'd just be like rolling with it at this point? No, I think I would, we would definitely be rolling with it. I am, I had every intention for all of this to live on forever in some way. <laughs> um, yeah, we got humbled, but right. I got humbled with that kind of, um, thought. So, uh, Chris, one thing that I think is really interesting is that you were having to face some of these issues about free speech online before 
before Facebook was even invented, or really before it was a thing that people were on, you know, th- that's, of course, a, a discussion that's happening more and more in uh, in the news and and in the you know public discussion. But you you were sort of a preface to a lot of that, you know, in our own little niche climbing world. And so I, I'm just curious to hear. Were there any like dark nights of the soul where you were up at night and looking forlornly into the into the black sky, wondering whether to just, you know, regulate speech or just allow people to say what they wish to say and 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 without having any context or or I, I don't know, just maybe you could speak to that, how you navigated some of these ethical issues about online speech you know, before that was really a thing that people were even talking about. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. A lot of stuff that is nasty, but isn't necessarily, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in the gray area that you you realize that if you really want to look at everything all the time and, you know, you could spend all day looking at like 5% of the posts and kind of deciding whether they should be there or not. And I can kind of understand how a lot of sites like Facebook and Reddit at first took that kind of laissez-faire approach of, oh, it'll all sort itself out. And I think what everyone's realized is, nope, it doesn't. You really do have to moderate or a small group of people with you know an intention other than what your mission is. And in our case, our mission was to you know promote climbers, helping each other, getting them good beta, et cetera. If you don't actively if you're not actively involved, it's, it, that's not going to be a, a friendly place all the time. So yeah, we, we spent a lot of time thinking about it. We, you know, up until today, we've still had to, you know, deal with kind of inappropriate stuff and, and figure it out. And it's, um, it takes a lot of time and listening to interviews with like Twitter and Reddit founders, they spend a lot of time on it. There, there's just no way around if you want to have a, a public forum that's popular you're going to have to spend a lot of time thinking about these questions. What do you think the answer is in, in terms what's the future of online conversation? From listening to the the founders of Twitter talk about it, I realized they are so much they have to spend so much time thinking about this and are so much more advanced than I ever was. I still like to take that kind of um, optimistic approach that oh the best will come out of people and um, and maybe for something like um, Super Topo that's not swaying elections, to my knowledge, um, that's not as all an ask. But yeah, for any site like Facebook um, or Twitter that really does affect global policy and global movements, I have no idea how you really make sure that a, a small minority of people don't take these powerful tools and, and take a disproportionate amount of power from them. Is there a history behind the, the uh, nickname of super taco? Where did that come from? I think there were so many nicknames. There was stupid topo. There was whenever there was like an error in a book and I was just <laughs> glad that something kind of benign, like super taco stuck <laughs> instead of those. Um, I, I think um, the taco stand, you know, the idea of kind of an informal place where people meet, I think that was maybe part of it. It's also just, 
I think a lot of people had good memories of Super Topo in, in, in the forum and who doesn't like tacos. So I think <laughs> two of them went well together. <laughs> By the way, there is a Super Taco burrito restaurant within a mile of my house. So at, at least Super Taco will, will live live on in that. <laughs> no. So um in in terms of what you guys are facing and and um, the the problems you're having and have had, you know, over at Mountain Project, which I've I've always felt was just kind of like a little more um, Colorado centric, at least in its beginning, versus the California centric part of Super Topo. Maybe that's why I was drawn to it, um, you know. But they have basically the same format a- as as you guys do. You know, how is it that they're um, you know, able to continue on with this thing uh, while the heat's coming down on you guys, do you think? Or do you have, you know, any qualms or advice for for the future of something like Mountain Project? Well, I, I think the one thing that everyone has realized about forums is they don't make any money. And so it's really this public service. And I know that they feel the same way. And I've talked to a lot of other forum owners recently and and everyone kind of feels the same way which is look we, we're not doing this to make money we're not making money and we just want this to be a, a a service to the community how do we make sure that we don't end up in the same place that that we did and um and so yeah i mean we're giving what advice we can which is you know, we just live in a world where you have to really research all the legal stuff related to every little detail. And there's some pretty small details that um, seemingly don't matter until suddenly you're in the middle of them and, and, and then it's really no fun. And so we're trying to encourage people that they should take that, you know, bigger, broader thought to this whole kind of genre of, of forums and, and really, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's. REI owns Mountain Project, right? Yeah. Do you think they have more legal armor or is is it are they just out in the Wild West like you guys were um, and, and maybe, you know, destined for something to happen like this to them? I don't know if I want to comment too much in detail okay. <laughs> on the record, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do some kind of deeper digging on 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 what their exposure is. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, because you know, I think it's also partially some these forums. You know, they're they're a bit of branding, right? Because connected to Super Topo, the other parts of the website are business aspirations. REI obviously has business aspirations, so you know there is a, a sort of bringing people to the to the to the platform, a branding thing that goes with these forums. But um, even that has to be a give and take. So eventually, they may find themselves in the same boat because. You know, during the era of Super Topo in the last 18 years, a lot of forums disappeared altogether. And a lot of, you know, we saw a lot of newspapers and other online sites just shutting off their commenting because it got, you know, they they had all these same issues. Um, so it's like you guys are kind of the few last lights in the tunnel as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, for all forums either go away or change dramatically. Cause I think today, the only one that I know of that's profitable is Reddit and there's a lot of other forums out there. And so 
Uh, What's the model for Reddit being profitable? I think it's just that there's the one mega one that has so much traffic and that I'm imagining they're just really smart about how to, um, you know, reduce the costs of hosting that traffic while maximizing the um, potential to, to sell advertising. And, right. and maybe they have some other um, secret sauce, but I mean, just in media, like really making money off online eyeballs is is really hard, really hard. Uh, Chris, you know, over, over the last like however twenty years, you know, we've seen um, we've seen different types of technology and and media and mediums for climbers to have a platform to spout their bullshit. And, you know, it's whether it's been forums or blogs or, you know, social media accounts, there's no shortage of ways for people to have an opinion online and to have a voice and to, to offer their two cents. And it sounds like you you have this, you know, uh, dismal view of the future of forums in general. But what do you think it, the future is in terms of just online free speech and online platforms and just being able to have an opinion? Where do you see that going? I haven't actually thought about this until right now, but I've been amazed just um, with kind of the pushback on Facebook. You know, more and more people are deleting their Facebook accounts and related but unrelated in my efforts to really bring people together through holding events in mountain communities. I'm amazed how much just text messages, emails, um, running into people, being on the phone matter. And I'm almost wondering whether um, we'll look back at the last 10 years and be like, oh, that was the explosion when we thought that social media was going to dominate everything. But then we realized, actually, there was kind of some nefarious parts of it that became more and more clear. And we realized it was maybe a shallower communication than we wanted. You know, I've heard that you can really only truly connect with like 150 people and and that maybe we're going to kind of realize that these social media tools are great in some, some cases to really connect more deeply with the people you want to connect with, but they're not a replacement for having a beer with someone or, you know, directly communicating through the phone with the, a phone call or a text message. I, I think that question of like, where will the next kind of Cerro Torre bolt chopping thread, you know, really be worked out? I guess the answer is Mountain Project. And I just hope that um, they are able to to keep it going because I have, you know, nothing but support for, for other people carrying on that mission of trying to connect climbers in a positive way uh, online. So, Coming up on this, uh, you know, the hours ticking away towards the end of the Super Topa Forum. And I know you have a lot of pending problems um, that you're not able to talk about. So it's not like it's over for you. But do you imagine, uh, you know, the feeling is is pouring one out for your homies? Or are you going to gonna like drink a beer and, and wipe the sweat off your forehead and, and say, thank God that's over? Oh, no, it's it's definitely not. Thank God that's over. Um, there will be drinking either way, and it'll be more in the direction of for the home. <laughs> um, you know, to be honest, Randy, he invented the forum and he really helped, took the burden of maintaining it and running it. And so he's he's much more 
the, the, the saint through these 18 years and he doesn't get nearly enough credit. And, um, I get way too much credit relative than, than what he deserves for, you know, kind of creating that whole space. And so I feel like I was just honored to be able to, you know, make some really great, meaningful connections with people. And, and it's going to be sad. It is sad that, um, I won't be able to to be a part of it in that way, but I'm I'm just excited to take that same spirit and 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 hopefully apply it in other ways. What about Randy, a, Randy if you're listening, I hope you get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what about a uh, what about like a a a, a meetup like sponsoring like a super topo forum festival where all those people that that sat on their posting just can meet and get face to face or do you think that would be like a some sort of brawl uh, no i mean those meetups have been happening i don't know if you know about sushi fest um but there's been a lot of great meetups and um i i don't see why those wouldn't continue i hope they continue and then i hope that i get invited and not specifically uh disinvited <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Well, th- thanks for coming on, Chris. And uh, you know, another forty-eight hours, it'll it'll all be uh, it'll all be sort of history, almost literally. Yeah. Well, thank you, and um, always a pleasure. And I hope to uh, to meet up with you guys both soon over beer. If you have a comment, topic suggestion, or just a good bit of climbing trivia, join us at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash runoutpodcast, or drop us a line at our webpage, runoutpodcast.com. <laughs>